0: Welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. We're two sisters on a mission to entertain and educate by learning from women who live a purpose driven life. Be sure to subscribe and rate our podcast.
2: In today's episode, we talk to Mickey James, six time WWE Women's Champion, country singer, and the host of God TV. This episode shows you that when people tell you no, ask why and do it anyway. And always remember to find your piece of peace.
0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Girl Powerful Podcast. Today we have Nikki James with us. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so grateful to be back.
0: Yes, we're so excited to hear your wisdom But I wanted to get started in that Girl Powerful, we work with girls to teach them how to build confidence and really be proud of who they are. But for a lot of us, it takes a lot of work. So we just wanted to kind of hear about your journey and take it back to when Mickey was 12 years old. What were you like? Like, Maybe like your mindset? Oh, wow. I
1: was... Um, I you know I barely knew who I was at twelve, you know, and I'd gone through at at that point, you know. I I think that I was very. I've always been a very creative person, and I've always had a big imagination, and and like would really want a lot of things. Like I've just always dreamed of a lot of things of like this is what I want to do. This is what. But as far as like really identifying or knowing who I was, I I, I was still learning. I was trying to figure that out, you know. So. I look back and it's like, I didn't exude confidence or I didn't, I did have a ton of personality. I think I've always had a lot of personality, but the confidence didn't really come until later. And that was just my own personal journey, but it also because of factors of my childhood, you know what I mean? And so I think finding your voice or finding yourself is, I mean, I'm still trying to do that now sometimes <laughs> now, some you- days, you know?
2: I feel the same way. Like I always had a fun personality, and I was always like cracking jokes and stuff. But like that does take a a version of confidence. And then I feel like sometimes I was like, what I hid behind. So you like, I was like, let's keep it light, let's keep it funny. Did anyone ever say something like to you that like hurt your feelings when you were a little more like entertaining or loud or like you took up space as a teenager?
1: Um, I would say because you know you like you said, that sometimes you would try to avert away from, you know, I had a lot of personal, most people know my story that I had, I was abused as a child, sexually abused as a child from like nine until I was like 16 years old, my sister and I both. And so I think at 12 years old, that I was right in that middle space of um, really, I was hiding so much of who I was. And I was so scared of judgment and so, so fearful of, who I really was, that the only way I knew was to be somebody else, which is why I think I found myself into wrestling. Cause it's, I, I live, make a living at being someone else, you know? So, um, and I, maybe that's why I was able to excel at it so well. Who's to say, I mean, I'm not making jokes of, but I'm saying that I hid behind this mask of, because I was deep in my soul. I am a loving person and I am a, a caring person and I'm, I try to be vibrant. I try to make people laugh, and I try. But when people uh, don't understand that, or they're not that way, they find those type of people. It's almost like it's I could be a little bit much for some people, and I understand that. But it's only you know in those times when I was trying to hide from who I truly was, or whatever, and I was it was more of a confidence thing. Um,
2: I feel it was like, different. You feel like maybe because like when you talk about even when I was a teacher, they'd be like, okay, you have to like, walk into the classroom, put on your like your blazer, become a teacher, or like I ran the marathon, they're like, you are a runner, tell yourself you are that, and like put on your uniform to do that, and like you're saying, like you got to become an entertainer, and by putting on like a uniform and a mask, like you could like hide behind that, but do you think there's like a superpower within that at the same time that you could like just be super comfortable in your own skin?
1: Oh God, yes. I mean, I wish, I think that that confidence didn't come until later in life. And it's like, I wish that I had attacked that much sooner because I think I I self-sabotaged myself a lot. I, I did lots of back steps, you know what I mean? In order to get to this place where I was comfortable putting on my armor, but that armor of me instead of this person I was trying to be. You know what I mean? Like I do agree in what you're saying. You've got to suit up and you got to put your armor on because as much as I love to live my world through my rose colored glasses, there are some terrible people out there and they are also people that will block your blessings and, and downplay your successes and downplay your achievements just because They're so scared to do it themselves. And so the only way they know how to win is to bring you back down to their level because they're too scared to rise to yours. And that's a really hard thing to do. And so when you suit up, when you suit up in your superpower armor, that is you, you know what I mean? And that kind of levels you up to where that doesn't penetrate you or affect you or, you know. And I learned that maybe I learned that through suiting up my whole life, you know what I mean? But it was a real big step to, take off this pretend armor of the person I was trying to be and have the guts to put on my own armor of, of who I want to be and who I am, you know?
0: And that all comes with growing in time. Yeah. You don't sometimes recognize that people who are below us and trying to pull us down can also be people who are actually close to us, you know, or
1: 1000%. 1000% and what I think like and I this way I love what you guys are doing because I think I wish there was something like this for myself or for my sister or something at that age because there's such pivotal pivotal years and especially now because everything is on social media and everybody's so kind of accessible and, and people are free to express their opinions with zero emotional attachment behind it you know what I mean they can just type whatever because we we I always say this. I would never like. There's things that you can type or write or do whatever, but you could never physically say them with the same. You can never say them out your mouth without having this emotion go like, "Oh gosh, that was harsher. Oh, that was mean, or that was really thoughtful, or whatever." Whereas if you write it, it doesn't. It still has that emotion behind it, but it's not the power of that emotion. You know what I mean? As when it's spoken, so I don't know. I, I think growth is is a really really kind of everybody has their own journey, you know, and and I, I wish that more women, I think females, especially because we're so by nature nurturers, you know, so when there's someone who you see that has all this potential, and that they could be all these things, and you're that way, and you just kind of want to bring them into your life. They're not ready, or they're just not that and you want to because that's our nature, our nature is to like help people. But we some people they have to help you know what I mean you can't help everybody you have to help yourself first and that's a hard lesson to learn
2: do you feel like you give people a couple chances to like rise to the occasion or like what you're kind of saying like you know you want you want to help them and you want to invite them in but if they don't show up for themselves like when when do you draw a line
1: um Well, I think that's different for every relationship. You know, there's obviously people that I've given way too many chances and way too many second chances and third chances or whatever. And then there's obviously there's people that like, I have have a real hard time of cut, just cutting people out of my life, unless it's like to such toxicity or, or they are bringing me such like sadness or, or just being destructive to everything that I am. But I, I, cause I have a genuine, if, if I've let you into my life enough to have a, to care about you, then it's twice as hard for me to let you out of my life, because I still care about what you're doing, how you're doing. And so it, that's a hard thing, but it's something that you have to kind of learn to do for your own health. Right? Really?
0: I'm, I'm the opposite of you. I, you are <laughs> growing up, like if someone crossed me or someone said something nasty to me, I would just immediately cut them out. And I learned by going like in college, working in communication, like I was, I had all the traits of a man. Like we would take all these interpersonal skills, quizzes. And I was like, oh my God. And then I realized like therapy, but I'm just like my dad. Like he just leaves when there's a problem, you don't work through it. And fight or leave. flight. Yeah. Fight or flight. Really? That's not like my lesson on earth is to learn patience and to learn communication and so honestly building girl powerful and the social and emotional learning curriculum like helped me heal all these really bad habits that I just grew up like nope I'm done with you you're out nope you hurt me
1: that's interesting that's very interesting because I find like a lot of my traits I go like oh I know I'm girly in certain aspects but then I go like I feel like I think like a man a lot of times too like it's like a weird And I was because I think women really lead with our hearts more and then men lead or more cerebral. Maybe that's a very sexual thing to say. I shouldn't say it like that because we're all kind of programmed differently. But I feel like by nature, our, you know, animalistic ways are like we are the, you know, provider, the nurturers and the men are the hunters and gatherers or whatever. So they had to be a little bit more cerebral, like think that way. I don't know. It's hard. It's. I've cut people out that I don't care about. If if I don't know you and you <laughs> say something, and yeah. I don't care about you, like I won't. I, I have a hard time letting you in my space. I guess that's. I would have a harder time letting you in my space for your words to even affect me. But once I've let you in, those words affect me so much more because I've let you in my little space. You know.
2: I think the best thing, and it's something I worked on the, the past couple of years, is balancing the feminine energy and the masculine that I feel more balanced and I can attract like like the pure light that it, like exists and like good things like the good is in the balance and it's right. really hard to attain and we all like swing back and forth and sometimes I'm a little too weepy and emotional and feminine and then sometimes I'm like just such a boss that it's like I don't care and you're just like cut 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 I've got to go you know
1: right so it's been right.
2: I mean, like the past couple of years, like when I turned 30, I was like, Oh, I want to dive into this and figure out how I can, you know, walk with like a little more grace through life instead of like plowing through stuff and just trying to get all my goals attained, which is hard because right. we, like we don't have a lot of like support, so like kind of like just well,
0: it, and we like as sisters, we get pegged, like Sonia's the sweet, shy, oh, yeah. like quiet one and Teddy right. was like I'm the boss i tell you what to do and we actually grew up like Teddy was like the boss like that was like <laughs> you know
2: her name that's so funny
0: if I was a
2: wrestler that would have been like the boss
1: <laughs> yeah well that one's already taken so you can't
0: have that one um I'll think harder on them yeah I just think it's just growing through like not all these like things that were put upon you Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, I too think that we often, um, we equate success with, um, our work, mm-hmm. you know, and I just shared a thing on YouTube today, actually that popped up and I watch these things all the time. These like 10 minute motivational speeches. And I sent it to Kathy. I sent it to a bunch of people this morning. Cause this one like was a real good one. I'll forward it. If I can figure out, I'll forward it on your Instagram. I'll forward <laughs> it in the messages. Um, but it says to work, It, it said you know, work harder on yourself than you do your job. You know what I mean? Because we often think like, oh, success comes with, uh, you know, excelling in my career and making more money and all of these things. But then we'll get to those levels, which they do. Achievements will come from your hard work. I'm not saying that. But a lot of times you'll find it. And this is through my own personal life experiences and my, my friends. You've gotten to a level of success, but you're real. You're still not happy. Because that's not the 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 true, like, abundant phase. Like, that's not where your abundance comes in. It has to be, like, all-encompassing, right? And so it's like, the, you work all these ways. And I, I say this with my own career. It's like the first – I remember the first time I won the championship. And then um, I, I was working so hard, and I achieved all these goals, and I was so, so happy on a career aspect. Mm-hmm. But there was still this, like, little girl in me that was very, very still because I never – I'd spent my whole career just trying to prove everybody, prove everybody that I was better, that I wasn't a victim, that I was not the scared little girl from Montpelier, Mickey James, that I was Mickey James. Like it was, I was a superstar. I was all of these things, but deep down inside, I was still me Mm -hmm. and I never, you know what I mean? So it just took that, like it takes and it takes a long time to get there, you know? And and obviously my personal experience is, is way different but it's not so different than a lot of people. When you think about it, it's way different than probably perhaps a lot of people, but it's also very similar to a lot of people. And I think that in my own life, I go like, if I can help those people understand and attack that they can move mountains so much faster because it's like, that's a hard space to get to. You know what I mean? Of That self-awareness and accountability and like, You know, I, I recognize like all the mistakes that I made because of those decisions and because of things that I didn't address. And if God, I'm like, Oh, if I would have only knew and only attacked it, then I probably could have done even more, you know, and and helped so many more people or whatever. It's just crazy.
0: And life is nuts. Time does fly. So it's amazing that you had that self-awareness because sometimes like I'll put my blinders on and then I'll be like, Oh my God, six months have passed. And I haven't tried to go out on a date or like meet somebody to fulfill my personal life versus right. powerful or just watch Bravo TV. Like yeah. it was like a rude awakening whenever we just moved out of our old apartment that we were in for 10 years. Oh, wow. Like I felt like I was suffocating. So it took really like a realization to be like, this isn't what I want. Like I don't want to wake up in 10 more years and have girl powerful, but have like nothing else.
1: Right. Well, you see that happen too. You see it happen in marriages. You see it happening because of like you guys say, the lack of communication, which is something that I've really had to work, you know, even with my own marriages, like that communication, because he's actually a much better talker than I am, because I am very much a bottler. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, because that's always been my way. I've always like hid everything. And, and, you know, it's just been, that's how I, deal with things and I'll draw something or I'll write stuff. I'll write a song. I'll do, I'll get it out that way. But I have a really hard time talking about like that stuff to him or to even my friends, my own best friends who know me so well. I just, I think we, cause we spend so much of our careers too. And this, this is a very masculine sport. So when you say that, it's like to have such, we're taught to have such thin skin and let it roll off your back and don't sell and, and don't let any, don't let anyone know that you're being bothered because it's a form of weakness and you'll get taken advantage of and it's very true but so the only places I was comfortable being weak or like showing that was in my locker room or like in my own hotel room or you know to to myself in the mirror I couldn't share I couldn't share that with somebody else because they might think less of me they might think that I'm a weak person and I'm not weak you know so yeah I
2: love that like communication is everything and that's what we talk about with the girls in our program, because I wish someone would have just said, how do you feel? Like, how is this week? Like tell us a good thing and a bad thing. And like, they're both equally relevant and then we can move on. And I think right. it's really important to teach girls and talk about everything and to not like get too high. Cause then the crash is so far, you know, right. This is kind right. Of mutual is the best place to be. You can enjoy life and be joyful, but it's like, Your lows—you don't get too low, so you don't have to dig yourself out of it or crawl yourself out of it, and you don't get so high that you have to come crumbling down.
1: Well, yeah, I see that too. But then at the same time, I go like some of my best life experiences, whereas when I was on top of the world, you know, and then some of my biggest learning lessons were in the trenches, you know. So it was in those trenches that I I really had to like. It was like that looking yourself in the mirror and, and really like saying, okay, well, who am I and what do I want? And how do I get, where do I go from here? Kind of thing, you know? So, you know, obviously it's like, oh, it'd be so great to protect everyone, but you, you realize is that what is what makes a lot of people's character too, to take them to another level. You know, that's where our motivational speakers of tomorrow are going to come from is like getting in the, being in those trenches, but more so coming out of those trenches and rising, you know, and thriving like that is, that is a real thing. But communication, I think is hard. And when you said, Oh, the amount of times people ask me like, Oh, well, how do you feel about that? Is even now, nobody, nobody asks you, they go like, Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Oh, well, I have this, it's usually a parlay to go talk about whatever they're doing and coming up or going on. I'm like, Oh, that's great. Whatever. Well, I got to do something, whatever. It's always about what we got to do. Not how do we feel like there's a whole laundry list of, to do's and what we're doing and how we're doing it and why we're doing it or whatever but not how do we feel about it you know like that's interesting and when you said that I go like god I don't think anybody ever asked me how I feel about that ever <laughs> hardly ever
2: yeah. yeah how do you feel yeah and then let them like actually answer and if it's yeah. awkward let it be awkward you know right and like right and you learn a lesson there and you're like oh yeah. Wait, how do I feel? Cause I haven't checked in with myself today.
0: Yeah. We talked to a therapist the other day and it was all about pandemic related stress on teens. Uh-huh. And he said, like anybody, mother, mentor, social worker, teacher, we're supposed to be talking less and listening more, you know? Cause it's just like, you can right. that question to your son and then just sit back and listen and then hear how, you know, how he's really feeling. He might share. Right.
1: Yeah that's an art that I'm actually learning with my son right now. I'm trying to get him because he's so shy and he's very shy and bashful or just, so just to get him to open up, to speak more and to talk about, you know, how he's feeling and like feelings, especially cause he's a little boy too, but he's just becoming like, he's really becoming aware of the differences of the feelings. And like, it's so it's interesting to see. And he's had like these like two days where he's been super emotional, very sad. And I'm asking like, well, what are you sad about what are you upset about nothing nothing is like okay well it doesn't help not to talk about it you know like well let me know when you want when you want to talk about it and i'm just trying to get him to open up but like and it's could be it's probably the move like we're in the midst of this move so there's so much change happening and so for him it's a real big thing and like transferring schools and all this other thing but i was really you know i don't remember and we say we all we were raised or whatever and it was obviously a different time but It it was, my mom was always such a nurturer and sweet, but then I go like, how many times did she, I was like, Oh, I don't know if she ever really sat down and talked to me as like an equal so much as a child. And so, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just the way we communicate with our children. And so it is a thing that we learn at a very young age. You know, you go, you, you learn that other thing of like, Oh, success means my job from your parents because your parents are working a job, two jobs, whatever, to make ends meet and like climb up the ladder or whatever. So you see that. And so that's what you associate success and, and, people and say, stuff with.
2: And people like prematurely say, well, what are you going to be when you grow up? <laughs> I bet your son gets asked that <laughs> in kindergarten. And that's insane. He
1: it's crazy. Well, and I've asked them, and I'm like, oh, what do you think uh-huh. you want to do? And he's like, oh, he wants to be an engineer, a train engineer. You know? uh-huh. he it. Uh-huh. Trains are my uh-huh. whole life
2: like it goes back to the feelings questions it's like like how do you want to feel when you grow up or how do you want to make other people feel like who cares about like the job the nine to five situation and like let's like lean more into like the humanistic like experience on earth
1: right well and and I think it's amazing you know if if you want to push your children to be doctors or lawyers or whatever but I really tried, like, what I'm trying to do is just find what he's passionate about and what he's good at. Like, I've tried different sports, I've tried different activities, just to see what he connects with and what really is his passion, because I truly believe that you should do what you love. You know, I, I really do. If you, if you, if you hate your job and you're going to work every day and you just hate it, like, I know it pays the bills, but it is not filling your life. Like, it is complete, it's taking away from every other aspect of your life. And so- one of the hardest things for us to do is like to walk away from security to walk into the unknown. And so it's like, Oh, I'd never tell anybody just quit their job, but I kind of would tell yeah. them to quit their job and do what their heart is telling them that they need to be doing because that's really what they're supposed to be
0: doing. Well, cause look at your path. You're a six time world champion. And you, <laughs> you released your country oh. music album. Which is amazing, and I feel like is that where you channel like all of your feelings and your emotions into your music? Or I do,
1: I do, I do. I I say that I found wrestling, and wrestling was a a form of escapism, but there's very much an art to it. And I, I, you know, really dove headfirst into like really trying to be the best that I could be, and like whether I was going to be the best, the best ever you know, who's to ever say, and that's always subject to opinion, but I just wanted to be the best that I could be and make a real difference. And so far that's been pretty amazing. And I've, I've been, I've had an amazing career. I've been very, very fortunate and blessed, but I've also worked really, really hard. And like, you know, the the groundwork and like that stuff is like, people are so afraid of hard work. And so when I was saying before, it's like hard work isn't hard if you love what you're doing like hard work is actually easy if you love it. Like it's just cause you love it, you know? And so I appreciated all that stuff. But then as I was, I've always been a writer. I've always written stories, poetry, different things, like, you know, just random thoughts, kept journals and stuff. And so I found myself writing a lot more when I was traveling because I I am a loner. I didn't travel with anyone. So I was just in my car for hours from the one town to the next Just thinking, just thinking with my thoughts and I would turn the radio off because I would get tired of the same songs on the radio or I would put classical music on or a book on tape or, you know, something just to kind of break the monotony or to stop thinking all the thoughts because I'm just, my brain is always going. I'm just a creative person like that. So I would pull over and write stuff down or whatever. And I just kept journaling, journaling. And it, like, I just realized that I've always, I played the violin when I was younger too, so. You did too. (laughs) Yeah. I still, I told you, in the move, I found both of them. I was like, oh, I should really get this thing restrung. I went to tighten the string and it broke on me. I was like, "Mm, uh, no, but it's just like, so I've always been connected with music. and, And so I just, I realized that I was writing in lyric form that's what happened It's like I realized because I'd always wanted I that's another thing I one said I wanted to do when I was younger I want to be a singer you know we say we wanted to do all these things I want to be a singer I want to be like you know Mariah Carey like Whitney Houston and I would record myself and the only reason why I never went after singing or really did it I don't know if I told you the story or not my stepfather after a hard day of work And I was singing to the top of my lungs in my bedroom. My sister and I shared a room and I've got the video. Like I got Whitney Houston in on one side on side a, and that B is my little microphone is plugged up into it. And I'm recording on side B because I want to record myself singing so I can send in my audition tape to whoever might listen to it. And my stepdad, he may have had a cocktail or four walks back there and he's like, for God's sakes, please stop. You are killing me. I can't hear the TV. It's like dogs howling back here. Please stop. Mm -hmm. I didn't sing for a long time. I never sang in front of him ever again. And it wasn't something, and this is so funny because I look at this. And so you have to be so cognizant of what you say, because I was probably 10 years old at the time. And maybe a little older, 10, 12, somewhere in that range, but I never sang in front of him or in front of a lot of people ever again until I decided to go put down this album. And it's, it's fine. I'm not mad at him for it, but it was, a it's, it really was a a changer for me because I thought that I was good and maybe I was right. But whereas like, if it was me, and at that point, if my child wanted to be a singer and that's what they kept saying, and I could hear them every day practicing, mm-hmm. I would probably go get them. And I thought that they weren't good. I'd probably go get them singing lessons or just try to help them on that path and let them figure out that they were or were not good on their own. Um, mm, you nice. know what I mean? Or <laughs> I know it's, it's not a sad story. I swear. I'm not, I'm like, not Matt, but it was really, a, it is sad. It's sad because you don't recognize the power of your words. And here's the power of a man that I looked up to who was my provider who helped provide for me and who I really, um, his, his opinion, very, it mattered to me. And so when he walked back there and said that it broke my heart, it bro, it was like, I know. And I laughed it off. And you laugh it off. You laugh it off in those moments. You laugh it off. And even now I kind of laugh back at it, but I go like, that was really shitty. like it was really shitty to a 10 year old 12 year old little me who really wanted to pursue something like this but now from that moment on I never thought I was capable of it until I took those songs to Nashville and I said you know what this is something I always wanted to do they said I could never be a wrestler and look at me they never said they said I could never be a champion and I did it because I told him I could do it he said I could never do this because I wasn't any good at it but I really want to do this, and I've always wanted to do this, and I really love it. And I have all these songs that I've written, all of them. I'm just gonna try to cut
0: one. I was like in the coffee shop doing my work, listening to you, and I was like, Mickey's music makes you want to go do something.
2: Like I was like,
0: motivated to just like either kick somebody's ass, you <laughs> want to go run and run. I like wanted to move. I like felt a sense of like just movement. And I craved it. Yay.
1: That makes me happy. I never sit there and claim to be like, I am not Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston or Carrie Underwood, but I do sing from my heart and I write songs that tell a story or have meant something to me. So if someone, if it connects with someone, that's amazing. But I'm just grateful that I finally had the gall to like get up and do it after, you know what I mean? And just do it. And it's actually done really, really well. And people actually like my music and they don't think I sound like a howling dog.
0: All the time we do not, we, do not
2: no. <laughs> we, we had a guest on the Girl Powerful podcast and she said her mom said something like that to her not about singing but just about her identity and she called it a throwaway comment like the person giving it doesn't even think like that's gonna stick with you forever and you're gonna 25 years later be talking about it you know and they're oh
1: God yeah
2: a throwaway comment because the giver doesn't understand that that sticks with you. Yeah. And so
1: understand the impact because you never know what things are going to impact a person, you know, and how it's going to affect them. Because it was certainly, like you said, a throwaway comment, Mm -hmm. he was tipsy or whatever. And he was trying to watch his movie in the front room. And I was being loud and singing my heart out to the top of my lungs in the back room. It probably was annoying, you know, but it was the delivery and the way he said it, because, you know, you think about as a parent now, and I think, oh gosh, I'm sure I just need to be cognizant because I go like that really impacted me for a very, very long time. And you just, and it wasn't something that I'm sure he meant to be super hurtful or whatever. He was joking. He laughed about it. It was, he was more trying to like pop somebody else, one of his buddies in the other room and like get me to stop singing to the top of my lungs at the same time. But yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a game changer for sure. So I
2: think that goes into a lot of how girls grow up, though. It's like sit down and be quiet, you know? And, like, that's this whole thing we're trying to
0: move away from. Move
2: away from. So it's important that everyone, like, acknowledges what did happen to them and, like, share the story and then move on and, like, start singing or whatever yeah. if someone told you that you couldn't do. Just, just start. Every day is a new day.
1: I I think somewhere that changed you know where I would be like it became a very and maybe it's I'm like a, not a combative person by nature but I think that I've become if someone tells me now I'm very much if someone tells me no you can't do this it's like in an automatic switch like I don't know what happens where I'm like oh no you can't have this no you can't do that I'm like what wait why and then fine? I have to have it I have to do it. I have to.
0: Are you a fire sign? I'm a Virgo. You're a Virgo.
1: I'm an earth sign. Yeah. But I have to figure out the, like, I'm a wire. I'm I why everything. I, I do well, nice. why everything to death. That's
0: good. But, but why? Well, where did that come from? Like, I feel like for me, that was a learned thing. I had to be like, I deserve this. I'm worthy of this. But you're just like, I feel like you're like, you I'm the it? best. I know I'm the best. I'm going to work hard and do it.
1: I don't. I don't, it took me a long time and I don't think like I'm the best, best at anything, you know, like I work hard and I try to be the best that I can be. Um, I feel like, you know, these are decisions that you make every morning when you wake up in the morning, like whether you are going to be a defeatist or whether you're going to be a winner, you know, whether you're going to be sad or you're going to be happy, whether you're going to be, uh, you know, allow other people's opinions of you to infiltrate like what you think of you or you're you're not like these you make these cognizant like decisions every single day like you wake up in the morning you go like this is going to be a great day or this is going to be a crap day you know like you literally make these decisions and so I have to tell myself that I am these things in order to com- completely like remind myself and to remind the universe or whoever else that you believe that this is what I expect from my life and from the people in my life, you know? So if they can't rise up to that level to be, then they just can't travel in my circle and that's okay. They can sit on the outer ring somewhere. They can sit over here, but you know, it's just like, that's a lot of work. And, and I think for me, it was a combative thing. I think, because I, I learned that as a young age, you know, to constantly like, to to almost like prove everybody wrong
2: you know yeah i think yeah when you when you don't grow up with the support you need we're all we all do that we put on our shell and we're like watch me (laughs) because we (laughs) know deep down everyone has that power that's like i want to be successful in whatever way that like would manifest for anyone but it's like we who doesn't want to do better than their parents who doesn't want to live out a dream life and you know, and like just feel loved and adored and Values. have abundance and feel valued. Like everyone wants that. So if, if someone's acting like they don't, you're lying to yourself and you're just doing yourself a disservice.
0: It's like you're not in the driving. True.
1: What I think, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, I think what they're lying to themselves about is what that success looks like for them. Mm-hmm that's what I think a big key element of is like, you're, you're lying to yourself. They're saying that they don't want that because they're saying, Oh, I don't need to live in the mansion or I don't need, well, no, you don't need to live in that, but that's not what your success looks like. Not everybody's success looks the same. And that's like, not everybody, what everybody wants looks the same, you know? And, and like, we have to stop defining it of going, Oh, in order to be successful and happy and, and do all these things, you have to have this big of a house with, the white picket fence and you have to have this level at a job and need to be making this much a year. It's not like that for everyone. It's so different and that's what's so amazing about it. And that's why you literally can, every single person can have what they want and be what they want and do what they want because it is completely available to you because nobody wants the same thing. Nobody. Right. So,
2: yeah. I think it's just important to work on breaking patterns that don't serve you anymore. And so that comes along with what happened in your childhood and like, you know, through your teen years and especially like I felt like 20s were a really toxic time. Very confusing because you're like out in the world totally alone. And I'm just, yeah. you have to you have to like forgive yourself for all that stuff and then like move forward. And I think that's right. like having the courage to show up every day and decide I'm going to be happy and I'm going to do my best. That's success.
1: Yeah. I certainly made when you say that 20s, I'm like, Oh, I certainly made a lot of mistakes. But for the first, I was like such, that was when I really spread my wings and like had this freedom. And I felt like that was when I really started to learn who I truly was and like what I truly needed and wanted. The 30s for me were a hard, that was a hard really, face. Like, yeah, I think so. There was, I mean, there was a lot of factors that caused that. I think coming out of the 20s, And I'd also, I was, I left WWE at the time. So I ended up leaving my dream job. And like, there was just a lot of things that kind of snowballed. And when I say that self-destructive phase or whatever, I just went through a real self-destructive phase Uh, because I achieved so much success and achieved all this, you know, so much, but I was still, there was a lot still affecting me. And I, I would, at that, when it was, when it was time to like fix me. I think like I had to go through the fixed me stage and I was just late to the party, you know, because I spent so much time resisting it and so much time blocking it and pretending that everything was okay or that I had my armor on or that I was all these other things, but yeah. So I was a late bloomer.
0: <laughs> That's okay. At least you did it. You <laughs> Yay! Well, here we are. Yeah. We love your newest venture, God TV, which is for women. And you have you have Lisa Marie and SoCal Val with you. Tell us about it. Oh man,
1: it's so much fun! Is that we literally started this during the pandemic because you know we were all, as we all are, trapped in our homes and you know couldn't do a whole lot. um, We had all separately talked about doing different stuff before, like something for social media that was female empowerment, but also lighthearted and kind of the curtain back on the business a little bit, but more is like if you were having a pajama party with us after the show, you know, so you would get real talk. We would open up about real issues and, you know, but kind of laugh and joke and have a good time. And so I met Val at, another company i met her at impact wrestling and she's so smart and so driven and so talented it's just because the three of us come from three totally separate worlds too like lisa is very much the tomboy and she's not super into makeup she wants to wear a baseball but she's you know she came from fitness from all that whole world and had to come up through that thing and cross over into wrestling and you know she's from California. I'm from Virginia. So small town in Virginia. And I grew up riding horses, equestrian, but then obviously my childhood and craziness. But then I kind of found wrestling at 18 and dove head first and like, just committed everything to it or whatever. So our journeys were very different. Whereas Val never wanted to wrestle a day in her life. She's like, I bruise like a peach. She only cares about the fashion. She wants, she's a backstage interviewer, but she's so smart behind the camera and like her directions and like, all these other things so our worlds combined it's just we're very different but we just kind of bounce off each other and it's just been fun it's fun to just give a different side just a more authentic side I think because most people know us as these characters that we portray on tv and they think they know who we are in real life but honestly they have no idea because we keep that kind of under wraps so we just give you know
2: it's fun what has been your favorite feedback you guys have received from God, like a, a fan being like, oh, I liked your authenticity or he, like, tell me more about like what it's,
1: they, re- I think the number one thing that reason why the show is doing so well is the authenticity of like, we're not, we're not trying to, because so often we do shows and especially in wrestling, because everything is so storyline driven mm-hmm. that. We, we call it like okay, favor, or whatever. So everyone is afraid to like say certain things because they don't want to mess up a storyline. We never go towards that way. Like we don't go like, Oh, we're going to expose anything ever because I protect, I love business. So I still am very protective of it. Mm-hmm. However, I think it's just more of the authenticity of what, because people have this idea of what fame is like, like they think like, Oh, you get to that level of success. And you have somebody that comes to your room and gives you massages and does your nails and pulls out your wardrobe. It's not like that. It's not like that at at all. Like the more successful you are, the harder the work is, the more work you have on your plate. Like that's just kind of how it goes. And the more that you have to do. And so it's, it's just cool to pull that, to take that like glitzy glamor off of what glam really is. And to kind of show like, it's actually pretty hard work and it's fun And we enjoy it, but you know, it's not all you know fun all the time. Just eighty percent of the time.
0: How do you get guests? Like, do you look up to anyone? Do you reach out to certain people that inspire you, or you? Um.
1: Yeah, we. Most of the people that we've talked to, we've worked together, or in some capacity, Mm -hmm. or um, cross paths. Lisa does a lot of these. She's into comic cons. She yeah. loves comic Con. She's obsessed. She is obsessed. So she's got a lot of strange people in her Rolodex that are friends with her where I'm going like, okay, but I'm willing to talk to everybody because I want, it's fascinating to me. You know, I just, I love hearing people's stories. Um, some are friends from the wrestling world, some are fellow influencers, if they are women like yourself, we really want you guys to come on, yay, but who are inspiring and empowering, because it's really meant to be an empowerment, a women's empowerment show of, like, standing in your own authenticity of who you are, what you are, and, you know, go ahead and put on that dress, or don't, if you don't want to, but, like, Be beautiful. Be who you are because you are everything. You know what I mean? Like, it's just standing in that and body confidence and just, you know, building everyone's ego up in a good, positive way. Because I always say ego, a healthy ego is a good
0: thing. It makes Not in in a
1: narcissistic. Yes. It makes
0: you go. We talked to. Yeah. A healthy. Yeah. We talked to. Go ahead. Sorry. And she was like, I feel like you're like who she looks up to at the same time because she was like Mickey is so supportive of me like she started the show and she invited me to be a part of it and I like was like wow it made me like look up to even more because she's like she's so supportive of me and you could tell the way she shared the story that it like you know it lifted her up and it inspired her too to just be like have a sisterhood and support one another.
1: Oh my God. It's so fun to do it together. But Lisa is one of those people. And I say this to her and I go, you were always the first to devalue yourself like that. Like you just don't see how bright you shine. You don't see it for whatever reason. It's like as her friend and her sister, she's so incredible. She's funny. Like I couldn't think of another, like, I love her so much. I wanted to have her do it because I know that she's quick witted and she's funny and she's got amazing stories and she's just, she's a blast to be around. Like her energy is just like, it's intoxicating, you know, like you just want to laugh with her and roll with her. And I'm like, babe, you're, she, I just wish she just could see how amazing she is sometimes. I just want to shake her.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, I just, I you're want. amazing. <laughs> yeah. She is cool. amazing. She's a good person. So yeah. we always like to yeah. ask every guest, what makes you feel the most alive? And it's different for everyone. Cause some people share like one specific experience and then some people share like,
1: yeah, because there's moments and I, and I have to like go with like, because it's really of how at peace, I think, which is what makes it having a bit of peace of like watching my son enjoy something or riding my horse of like, I always say that you're supposed to take a piece of peace for yourself every day, just like a little piece of it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but it makes me feel alive because I, I, if I take back that set second and just kind of like enjoy those moments, you know, like that's really what I'm talking about is like just taking a step back because we always are so like worried about what we have to do, where we have to go, what's next, where are we going next? Oh, there's time, but like to really like just sit back and take in the moment and like see it and and feel it and be in it. Like that's, I think that's what makes me feel most alive and that can really happen within anything. It happens in the middle of the ring. Sometimes when I'm just embracing that moment, it happens off riding my horse. It happens watching my son play, but it's like, those are like, that's the one thing that I, you know, I, I try to do more and more of it like helps me a lot of like taking that little piece of peace for me to kind of sit back and like really appreciate the moments. Yeah, That's,
0: that's perfect. That's a piece of peace. Yeah
1: a little piece of piece I think I got that somewhere I heard that somewhere and I had that stuck yeah it stuck
2: yeah I love that when people when little things do stick and then they like truly really become like a part of you
1: yeah. yeah because it's something that I think that like when I said that I was like oh we take this advantage so uh yeah I, I think it just kind of stuck with me because when you when you think of that like oh it's make sure that you take that piece of piece for yourself and it's like all these little things that you know, we get so busy hustling and myself included bustling and all these things that we really, you know, life wasn't meant to be like that. Like you're supposed to, like every moment you're supposed to be like really enjoy and appreciate. And it's like, and it's only as you get, maybe it's like, as you get older and you get a little bit more in touch with your mortality or you lose some friends and you lose and you go, you realize how short life is. And so it's like, we, all these little moments that we take for advantage of like, you know, watching our sons play, watching our kids play and like the weather and the butterfly going across. It's just like these real, like awesome magical moments. And that sounds really hippie when I say that like that, but it's very true, you know, and it's like that peace happens. Like it's, it's a real, real awesome place because you can smell everything the right for the first time and just breathe it in and just be happy. And that's like, it's hard to do hard to relax, to be able to do that.
0: That's what I do when I hike. So, I always like, don't I don't have my phone and I hike and then I always uh, like stop and like either ask a question or say my gratitude list. And I honestly, I love like, that. I hear like the birds louder or a huge gust of wind will come up and it's almost like I'm, you know, one with the universe and it's listening. Right. But yeah. It's a wonderful thing for anybody to do, just take a piece of peace whenever yeah. you can and just. You know, I love it. Know that the yeah. Is but mm-hmm. love you mm-hmm. yeah thank you so oh much. i love you lady too Your so, you. is not taken for granted we adore you oh uh, well i got my
1: journal my coloring book and i got my workbook and i got my affirmation cards um and i was so excited because she did pull a card for me when i was on the show on our instagram live before
0: yeah the, it was so great <laughs> she bought well that was so sweet of her. I love her. And we're like, we'll do. But that
1: was, thank you, mom. She's amazing. She's so amazing. That was very, very kind of her. I was like, I have the, um, Florence gobble shin, the game of life affirmation cards. Like those were my cards that I have They're Actually, I have them at the house or whatever. So I've put those beside them, the little affirmation cards beside them. Mm-hmm. But I love that. I love that so much. And I think that what you guys are doing is so incredible. And I love that you're inspiring a whole, like, girls need this. Like they need to hear this. And I wish somebody would have told me this stuff when I was then, because it would have just catapulted me so much more in my own self confidence. But we spend an immense amount of time trying to like get the approval of everybody else. And without like listening to our own approval. And so like in a sense of like, we cut ourselves off of what, like what really makes us happy or like really makes us feel good about ourselves because we, we worry about what someone else is going to think. And it's just, You don't need to do that. Yeah.
2: That's a perfect ending. And thank you so much for being here, Mickey.
0: We'll see you soon. I can't wait. Bye. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks to our guest.
0: For more information on her, see the show notes. Please hit subscribe if you have not already. That way, a new episode is delivered directly to your feed every week.